You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, how is it going? Along with Christian and James, my name is Ryan. Welcome to Starcaster Remarks. This is episode 16 of the offseason, and hopefully we only have like two or three more of these remaining. We are brought to you by our sponsors in the top left corner. If you're watching on YouTube, Raycon, and also our sponsor, DraftKings. We appreciate them allowing us to do what we do as James eats a saltine cracker randomly. And I would want to entertain the idea that, yes, guys, this bowl is green. It is not blue. It looks even it worse on green. your camera. I know. It's like know, 100% blue, especially with the green around us. <laughs> okay, Go okay, to YouTube light... or Twitter to Hold check on. it out. This bowl is absolutely No, blue. no, no, no. Okay, so no. 100% look, look. blue. Okay, no, oh, now it just looks bluer. Dang it, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're not helping yourself here. <laughs> Any situation, it's blue. Oh, man. Ugh. For those Boys, of you that are listening on the podcast side, it, it it's it's green. It's not blue. It, it it's technically teal, but whatever. Okay, go ahead, Chris. I I interrupted you. Boys, it's the end of September. Finally, Woo! the next time we talk, it will be October, and we will not have to ask the question: Is it October yet? That's lovely. Or we won't have to say, uh, "Wake me up when September ends," like Chris did right before we uh, started this. Right. That that movie was made for hockey fans. That movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I ruined it. <laughs> i'm just ready for this month to be over with guys and particularly i'm ready for the regular season to get started because i'm so sick of having to talk about one of our topics that we're going to talk about tonight because we've been talking about it all freaking summer but we have to talk about it because of what was released today i think it's a bunch of bull crap but we're going to mention it anyways well, let's get into it straight off the bat I okay, mean, let's do it. So, uh, neighbors give interest to Robertson. That's it. Uh, it's a rumor. Uh, apparently, apparently, <laughs> according to some podcasts, according to no, no sources, right? Exactly. According to trust me, bro. But it, so, I mean, it, it was. <laughs> I trust tried me, to keep bro, going. is my favorite source. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. It, it caught me off guard. I tried to keep going, but I was just, whatever. Okay, so anyway, apparently, according to this unnamed source, Buffalo has called the Dallas Stars about Jason Robertson and, you know, maybe interested in moving Jason Robertson to Buffalo in return for, you know, whatever. Um, first things first, uh, l- let me get y'all's reaction to that. Let's assume this, this is true. D- would the Stars even slightly consider this? So, so I, I didn't let you know this before the podcast. But after the fact, I think it's a maybe. I mean, considering the amount of money that we've heard him asking for and considering the contracts that Nil is getting trashed for right now, especially the Jamie Bin contract, I mean, if he's really asking for a $9 million contract after his first full season, 2020 season doesn't count, or the 2021 season doesn't count. It was part of a season. His first full season of being a number one forward. That's crazy. You can't pay him that much after one season of proof. Jamie Benn had multiple seasons of proof and then won the most points in the entire National Hockey League and then got a $9 million contract. This is not that situation. So I don't know if Robertson's camp is really dying on the hill if this guy's worth $11 million right now. That's crazy. You can't do that. So... But but again, it's all rumor. I mean, Nil does really well keeping everything under wraps, really. But we have no idea how much money is actually being talked about right now. So I'm just worried that whatever they are trying to consider, if it is like 10 million plus, which I think it probably is, because if it was less than 10 million, I think he'd already be signed. To be honest with you, 
Um, we we talked about all summer that you know in order to fit him under the cap, we would have to trade you know multiple different players, right? Um, three players have kind of come out as possible players to trade. One of them doesn't really make a lot of sense because of he has no move, uh, no move clause. But you would have to probably move like two or all three of these guys in order to fit, fit Robo under the cap. If you if he's if you give him that eleven million or whatever he's asking for, Hudobin, Foxa, and Suter. Suter makes no sense because he has no movement clause, so that's not going to happen anyways. Um, so you would have to trade out both of those guys. And I don't see that happening because Hudobin, I mean, he may be healthy and everything, but he's still 36. And Foxa is coming off of a really bad couple of years offensively. Yes, he's absolutely elite defensively, one of the best mm. uh, defensive centers in the game. But still, $3 million for a guy who's not going to put up points on the board. You would have to get rid of both of those guys in order to to fit Robo under the cap. I just don't know if $11 million is a real number. Like, I feel like that's a rumor because why else would you s- sign away another million dollars of your contract with Nils Lundqvist? I mean, that's crazy. Like, you're just making it harder on yourself? I don't understand. So, well, you're, I think what he's betting on is that Robo will event. I mean, you, the stars have all the leverage in this negotiation right now, all the leverage because. I mean, if he doesn't sign by December 1st, which is what Ardell is saying down in the comments over here, Jason Robertson doesn't play this year. That's that's like the ultimate deadline right there is December 1st. So th- the Stars have all the leverage in the world right now. And Robertson's not getting paid or anything like that. He's just sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. I mean, if they're really millions of dollars off, though, you might play that card. You don't know. You might take it all the way. Even even taking it all the way to December first is a terrible thing for the stars. You don't want to do that. Yeah. No, You're of course, up the entire beginning of your season. Right, so. and Ardell in the comments is also reading my mind, and uh, he he answered your question, Chris, is because we had an obvious glaring hole in D uh, on the right side with Klingberg gone. We really did. He, he's not going to fulfill that right off the bat, but he has the potential to be that top two guy eventually to play with Mira Heiskanen. I don't know, but we'll see. But that that's why you uh, that's why you do it, and that's why you take the risk, because and you hope that uh, a, Robo comes to some sort of sense. That's a big hope, and kind of crazy to play with your number one forward last year. But agreed, whatever. no, I, I, and I'm not I'm not saying it, it's a ballsy move. It is a definitely ballsy move. Um, so here's the thing: Do you blame Robo for holding out and holding out for that ten plus million dollar contract, or are you a little bit frustrated with him right now? Because it is 10 plus I can kind million, of see both sides right now. If it is 10 plus million, then definitely I'm frustrated. But I, I just don't know if that's the case or not. James, what do you think? Um, honestly, for a lot of these players in, in the NHL, they they all deserve to get paid more than they're getting paid right now. So personally, I, I don't blame it. any player, honestly. It doesn't matter their caliber. They're, they're literally... That they're exchanging miles on their body for money right now. <laughs> that it's it's kind of how that ends up working. So I I don't blame anyone for doing anything like this. Honestly, yeah, I don't blame them for trying to get paid. But like, if we're fighting this hard for like half a million dollars, come on. I I, I don't think it's half a million dollars. If it's a half million dollars, you split it and. You split it halfway at two hundred fifty thousand. You sign. You go on your merry ways. That's why I think there is some credibility to the fact that he's asking for more than ten million. But I I don't know if it's like twelve million. I, I there's there's no way I I think it's over twelve million. But maybe ten point two, ten point three, and the stars are looking at like seven or eight. I I, I could see that being a a. Uh, an impasse at, at this but, point. But but even if you look at the contract that McKinnon signed, and then you look at Robo, they're not close. I mean, McKinnon no. is head and shoulders above Robo. It's not There's... even a conversation. So yeah, getting is... anywhere near what McKinnon got is ludicrous. Yeah, it's like a 40-point difference there. Yeah, and skill-wise, it's even more Yeah, vast. it's even more so. Like, yeah. the, the, the amount of... 
the skill that Robertson has is that he is his brain. I mean, he knows where to go to score goals, and that's great. But McKinnon has some intangibles that Robertson will never have. He will never score as many points as McKinnon, and that's a fact. And so, they, they and honestly, it, when, when I when I think of Robertson, I, I don't think of him scoring those those clutch goals in games. I think hence more than Robertson no, for that. Not, it, it, I disagree with. I mean, last year, Robertson I think they both had the can most game winning goals. Yeah, I think they yeah. both can do it. I think but, the flashy goals definitely. I think of Rope more. But like, what? but like when I when I think of a like a player who's just going to go change the game by himself, I don't think of Robertson. Robertson has to have Thanks. his other line mates with him to play the game the way he does. Hence, can just go skate down the side of the ice and score a goal by himself. Like there, one hundred percent. That's that's a there's a big difference in in that. Like there's there's a lot of value in someone who can just go change the game on a dime. I have a lot of thoughts coming out of this. Uh, first things first is the the thing that you're probably looking at if you're the stars, especially if you're looking at the playoffs, is the difference, right? Uh, he is a fantastic regular season guy. He's proven that the past two years, and it wasn't his fault that you know COVID was uh, COVID happened, and the first his you know colder season was a shortened season. That wasn't his fault. You can't blame him for that. The past season, he more than proved that. You know, he is the player that he is. Now, the thing we didn't see in the playoffs is we didn't see him come out. We didn't see him come out and be that same exact player in the playoffs. Uh, So that's one thing that he has to prove. The difference between him and Ottinger and the reason why Ottinger probably could have asked for more. I'm surprised he he, he, we got him for four is you saw the the hype that Ottinger has gotten across the NHL now with that uh, that playoff series against Calgary. And, dude, if he can play like that as a playoff performer, dude, we have a guy who could be the backstop in our net for a decade and a half or more, depending on how long he plays for. But But honestly, that's one of the things, if I'm the stars and I'm looking at and I'm like, no, you're not worth $10 as I'm pointing to the postseason and saying, hey, uh, I mean, you you didn't really show yourself in the postseason. And it got to the point to where we broke up that top line for the last couple of games. And some people forget that. Um, the, the second thing that I wanted to mention is the fact that with – I hate these these RFA negotiations like this. It's stupid because then fans start looking at their really good young player and picking apart his game and, and you know, looking at down on him, which I absolutely hate. And, you know, people are picking it apart and saying, you know, oh, well, he doesn't do this and, you know, he should take this because this is how much money he's actually worth. And then the past is such and such. And then they they analyze it way too much, and then you start hating the player. And I, I and I point to the Mitch Marner negotiations with uh, Toronto a couple of years ago, and like the Toronto media was just like, I mean, he was like public enemy number one while he was negotiating his contract. And I'm scared that we're getting to that point with our arguably the best player we've had, the best draft pick we've had. Since Mike Badano, in my own opinion, I I don't think that that those comments are unwarranted though. I mean, if you're saying that you're worth way more than what everyone else thinks that you're worth, then you deserve to be criticized through a different lens. Last season, we're looking at him through the lens of having an entry level contract. Of course, he's the most amazing thing in the world with that. But if he's asking for eleven million dollars, you look at him through the lens of an eleven million dollar contract. He doesn't look as good. I mean, that's just facts. That's yeah. that's the it's way it works. And I'm not saying player just give him what he wants. You have to look at him based on what they make. That's why we harp so much on Jimmy Ben and Tyler Sagan. They're still great hockey players. They're top five points on our team the whole year, but they make nine million dollars. They should be top two. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of contracts. And, and I'm not saying that's not unwarranted. I'm, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am scared about is that we we're souring on our on our one of our best players here. And he's young, and if you get him signed, he's going to be a cornerstone for a decade. He, I mean, re, he really is, and he's or a guy he that could you could just build a dinner, and he could just be submarining us for the next eight years. You don't know. <laughs> oh, please keep my fingers crossed that that doesn't happen. I mean, but I don't believe that. Seriously, that, could though? He's had a year it, and a half. You're of not great wrong. Hockey, you're not and wrong. No playoff, no playoff success. 
Yeah, that's and totally a possibility, and that's why Nil's not jumping on it. To to be a little fair on the playoff side too, that that was his first playoff experience as well. I mean, I know I know you're expecting people to jump up there and be good, and he did have a lot of experience around him to try to get him up there. But it 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 really is. It's your first playoff experience. Maybe he'll be better next year. But yeah, you're not betting on that either way. No, he absolutely that's will be too. better here. But we're not going to pay you $11 million until you prove it. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So, uh, so and, and I'm only asking this question because I don't know the answer to it myself. So when does he prove it? Does, does he need a year? Does he need two years? Does he need three years? How many years does he need until he proves it? Whenever we get back into the playoffs. <laughs> Which could be this year. If we get in the playoffs and he's our best player, pay him the most money. Sure. So give so give him a one year deal and say show me and then and then throw the money at him when yeah, he when he does no it. No chance that's going to happen. I mean, we know we're looking at either a three or an eight if we're being honest. So I'm not so sure about that because as we get closer, you know, the that deadline with the first deadline, which is the first game of the season. I mean, it's coming up, so maybe they just sign a one year deal to kick the can down the road a little further and hope that maybe uh, they can come to better negotiations next summer. But I, I could see him signing a one or two year deal at this point. No, you'd be risking $15 million if you don't play, if you don't play well. So mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm not risking $15 million for that. I'm taking, taking the, the for sure money. So, and then here, here is my last thought process because, and this kind of goes back to my whole, I hate this whole negotiation thing. It, do you think that this kind of situation, because this has happened several times now, the, the young guys coming into the league have already been becoming superstars. Jason Robertson is an example. Mitch Marner is an example. And then they sit there and what I actually, William Nylander is another one. And they just sit out for a little while and then they you don't see the best players on the ice, especially the young players on the ice. Is there a way to fix this kind of a situation with the the CBA? Um, what it, can y'all think of a solution to this? Is, is this just Raise the way the that it has cap. to be? Yeah, that that same thing with Chris. You just, more more salary cap. That's the only way to fix it. That's the easiest way to fix it. Yeah, I mean. Well, any you know, note speaking every of every team always being able to fill their salary cap, like there's very few teams that don't really get close to the ceiling. And those teams are really like terrible. Yeah. But most teams, even bad teams, are at the salary ceiling, which I don't know if that should even be possible, honestly. I think it should be raised higher. I don't think every team, I don't even know if half the teams should be at the cap ceiling. Well, guys, I mean, it makes it, it so that other places can do well but guys aren't getting paid as much (laughs) well honestly what should have happened when covid shut everything down is that for the following seasons the cap should have gone down because of the economics of everything i can't explain everything i don't understand it but what i've been told is the cap should have gone down rather than staying a flat cap so it could have even been worse than this and over the in this is something else that I, I forgot who reported. I think it was Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, but the projected number for twenty five twenty six, the cap hit, uh, the cap ceiling is ninety two million dollars. That's the and that's in just a couple of years. So where that is now for relation for everybody else. Eighty two and a half. Eighty two and a half. So it's I mean, that's a nine and a half million dollar. There there's Robo's contract right there, basically. <laughs> so but I mean, obviously, we can't wait three years for Robo to get signed. But um, what I'm really worried about is, is like, is there a better solution to this rather than just raising the cap? Because I, I hate situations like this where pl- I mean, such good players sit on the sidelines just because they're a restricted free agent. You can just move out that December 1st date, I guess, but that just makes it more likely for players not to play the whole season. So that's not good either. See, that that was actually something I was thinking about is, you know, moving up that December 1st deadline instead of it being December 1st, make it November 1st or make it the first game of the season, whatever the first game of the season is. And maybe that will force teams to actually sign these players uh, quicker and better. So anyways, I I think we're kind of beating a dead horse. Anything else on this topic? 
Nope. Tired of talking about it. <laughs> yep. Me too. And I know we had to uh, talk about it, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, Chris, there was a couple of other things that you wanted to talk about. Which one did you want to speak about first? You want to talk about uh, Geary? Yeah, we can talk about Geary. That's a little bit more exciting. Do you yep, have, do you let's have, talk about Geary. Either of y'all have that quote in front of you from DeBoer? I don't, but I will see if I can find it. Well, I'll give the just then. Basically, DeBoer said, yeah, you'd have to be stupid to not have Gurionov on your power play, which, yes, I, got it. I, I think we <laughs> agree with that. That's probably smart. James, will uh, you go ahead and tell us the quote? Right. It, he said, uh, Gurionov's a shooter. We'd be crazy not to get him shooting the puck. We're not going to build the power plays around one skill level, but we'd be crazy not to look at it and use those strengths. I mean, I'd be fine building the second power play on one skill level. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for sure. We talked about this all last year. Gurionov has one of the best one-timers in the league, and it wasn't used, I don't think, one time last year. Uh, so that's crazy. And actually, I'll bring up a quote that y'all didn't even hear. But uh, Klingberg was talking to Anaheim Media earlier, and he just talked about how degrading and terrible he felt while playing for Bonus's system. He said that he felt like he couldn't play his style of hockey, which is because he couldn't. Because <laughs> he couldn't, and it's nuts. And it's I mean, we kind of heard like inklings of that during the season. He was like, "Oh, I wish we held on to the puck a little bit more," but. We didn't know that it was really that bad, but yeah, the the system last year, offensive players didn't like it. <laughs> Shock. Pete DeBoer doesn't like it. <laughs> he's he's changing yeah. it. He's changing stuff immediately. So it'll be interesting. And what I really liked about what uh, Pete DeBoer did when he came into Dallas is he didn't like go around and talk to anybody about other players right he didn't talk to rick bonus about the team or anything like that and he did that specifically on purpose so he could form his own opinions and not have those those lingering doubts that maybe rick bonus had about gariana for example or you know maybe thomas harley or something like that so it's it and it's really interesting to see that now because of what the top line was for a majority of the past week uh, going through training camp and going through the groups and a couple of the uh, preseason games that we saw going on. So, and uh, let's just jump right into that. Yeah, what was so, that top well, line, Ryan? That top line is really interesting. And I think, and call me crazy, I'll, I'll bring crazy. Robo back up. But this might put some pressure on Robo a little bit, but I don't think it would put too much. Um, the... A lot of the stars media and the coaches and everything have been raving about that top line of Rope Hints, Mason Marchment, and Dennis Garionov, and how well they those three have been playing uh, together. What, what have you guys heard? You know, whether it was on social media or whatever, what have you heard about that top line? It's big and it's fast. That's good. Yeah. It, that, it's a it's a scary line on paper even yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah Make, makes me shiver Mufasa. Yeah. i mean it it i feel like that that lets it, again. it lets Mufasa. <laughs> Marchment. goodness okay but i think that i think it lets hence do his all-out skating that he didn't really get to do that much last year he he I mean, Jason Robertson is an amazing player, but he's not the fastest player on our team. Like that, that without a doubt, that's he's not that fast. But when you put him with Gurry and Marchman, that's a really fast, a really fast line that can really push for some odd man rushes. So and probably really strong on the forecheck too. I mean, yeah, two big bodies you can throw around your weight. It'll be good stuff. Uh, and honestly, well, if good. if that if we're looking at that to be our first line, then we could look at a second line of still Robertson, Pavelski, Satan. Dude, like, that, that is legit. That sounds sick. <laughs> that I mean, that's two number one scoring lines in my opinion. Two number yeah. one scoring lines. Biggest question marks there is obviously Gurionov. I mean, yeah. well, obviously, terrible past couple of years. So. But, but we think from, that's mainly due to coaches. So I think that that's a really big thing from last year. It's like 
our team, when you look at it, they're all supposed to kind of be more offensive than defensive. I mean, honestly, we have like a few centers that are more that are more defensive than offensive. But most of our team, we we when we talk about them, we talk about them being offensive players and they're playing in a defensive system. I mean, there's no way you're going to reach your potential with that. That's why we talked about how exciting the coaching signing was. It should be a complete shift of style, of game, of everything. So, yeah, totally looking forward to that. Speaking of offense, last game, unable to watch it, unfortunately, the preseason game against the Blues in uh, Oklahoma. Marchment scores two goals. Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah, I said Coyotes. Um, Marchman scored two goals in that game, including the OT game winner. So that guy's come out pretty hot. He game. knows he he was a beast that game. And he, he, I think he knows he has something to prove. So that was just his kind of initial stamp of his statement there. Like, hey, I, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna make something happen. So <laughs> I like that initial reaction from him. What did y'all think about it? It's very promising. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, my only thing, and I, I want to get excited, but I'm, again, tamper the expectations a little bit. It was against the Coyotes. <laughs> it was also preseason, and it was also in Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay, because, you know, Oklahoma is just say, okay. I wouldn't even say that him scoring the goals is what excites me. The thing that excited me is what the goals say, which is what I was talking about. Like, he... That in my mind, that's him telling us, like, yeah, I'm here to score goals. I'm here to play a bigger role. I'm going to play a bigger role. Here's your first little taste of proof. And And, that that's what I like, is what it says. And even with him scoring those two goals, I mean, you're obvious obviously you can't think like, oh my goodness, he scored two goals. He's gonna be like the second best player on our team now. I mean, (laughs) it it's way early preseason. I, I know you're dialing it way back, but scoring goals in the preseason still can be like you're scoring a goal every third night in the regular season. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough for you, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey guys, Ryan once again. Lately I've been listening to a lot of of Owl City. They have a new album coming out very soon, and it's been great because I've been listening to their stuff again. I'm getting really excited for their new album. But one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me on that. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get the quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder that Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. But what I love about these Raycon earbuds even more is the additional features that it comes with, including three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I love the noise isolation because when I want to listen to my music, I don't want to hear anything else. So I'm glad that that is an an additional feature in this earbud. But I also really like listening to some of the customizable sound profiles. So for example, one of the profiles I use is I use the bass sound 
because it really is great for songs with a strong beat, and Owl City has a lot of songs that have a strong beat. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. While we're on preseason, another thing I wanted to bring well, up. Hold on, before you oh, go off to that, because I got, I got two things actually about this, because I'm actually really excited about this. First things, how many of us actually expected that Mason Marchment would be on the top line? I didn't expect that either, which opens up a lot of other options for uh, Pete DeBoer. So that's one thing I wanted to if say. If he is on the top line, that's not that's not for sure lying. We haven't. I mean, Robert they've hasn't almost. I mean, they've almost been exclusively playing together. That's that that's just yeah. what I know. But that that's just what I think. I, I I think that is the top line, and I think that's what Pete DeBoer is going to go with. But the second thing that I wanted to mention is I want to mention about uh, Ropey Hints. Because, yes, I know we rave about him and how great he is and everything like that, but I think he deserves even more credit. Because here's the fact, he's got two, he's had two different lines playing with him now, and he is the number one center. Flattened center. He is the number one center. It's not saving. Uh-huh. And he's had, he had Robertson and Pavelski last year, and they played wonderful together. And then all of a sudden, you got two brand new guys, and all of a sudden those three guys are doing really well. Okay, what's the yeah. on, what's the only you know common denominator between those two things? It's Rope hints, and I don't think we give him enough credit for how good he really is on the defensive side and the offensive side of the puck. That's all I gotta say about that. Sorry, the guy's nuts. He also made a big stride last year in uh, his faceoff percentage too. Got better and better as the season went on. I assume he's only going to get better this year too. So yeah. that's what that, that's that, a great hockey and I think, And I think that's the biggest thing for Hintz is that he's gotten better every single year that he's been in the lineup. Every single year you can see, you can, you can visibly see improvement and you can see improvement in his stats too. It's really encouraging. He's great. Was, what I also yeah. like to see about this top line is the, the different roles that each of them play. It's not like each of them play the exact same role, Right. Mason Marchman's the power forward on the line. Rope Hintz is the, I would call him a two-way forward, maybe a playmaker, more of a two-way forward probably at this point. And then you've got the sniper in Denis Garyanov. So that that's such a cool um, combination of those three guys with three different roles, and they seem to all be clicking together so far. Yeah, and honestly for Garyanov, he's been, last year, even though he was in the defensive system, he wasn't playing great. He still made some crazy passes, like some crazy. Yeah, no, plays, yeah, that's so. true. He, he did have some points. So it's it's not like the guy can't pass. You're right. That's yeah. a that's a very and, good point, James. And and he had to do that too because he was never on the top two lines. He had to make those perfect passes to be able to get someone to score. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So other exciting things in the first game of the season, the stars did not score a goal. Not fun. Um, but again, it's preseason. The main reason for preseason is to get looks. The guys that got looks, your top three, Stanky, Johnston, and Bork. And they looked great. I And honestly, I would throw Blumo in there too. He looked good in that game. And Blumo I was has actually, been sneakily good, yes. I, agree. I was going to throw another one in there. Stu Nietzsche looked really yeah. good in that first game. All over the place, all kinds of puck handling. He held on to the puck so much that game. He looked really good. Looks like he's really fighting to stay on this roster. So right now, out of though, I would I don't think Student Nietzsche is going to be an everyday player for the Stars, but I, I I think he would be a decent fill-in. Do any of the other three have a shot? I think Student really has a shot of getting on the team. I'm not even. Okay. I think I, I think, think he everyone has, has shot a shot right now. I think everyone has I, a shot. But it's really going to it, it. I think that opening night isn't going to mean as much as it normally does. I, I really Three. think that that for those first 10 games, it's going it's going to be an all out war for roster spots. I think we might see all three of them, all three of the, the big three prospects on the roster at some point in those first 10 games. Yeah. So it's crazy right now. If I had to place a bet, I'm putting a, on Stanky. Stanky looks great. I mean, his his puck handling is 
insane. He, I don't, I think every time he tried to take the puck from blue line to blue line, he was successful every single time. Which wouldn't that be nice? It was nuts. <laughs> we never saw that last his year. His puck handling was crazy. Oh, here's the puck. Jump it in. In the zone, his cycle game was super strong. It, it was like his stick had a magnet and the puck was made of metal. It was really crazy. Really liked watching Stinky. And he has a great name. It's really fun to say. Yeah. yeah. You know, Stinky. I actually didn't I actually didn't know this, but you know, his his last name is actually pronounced Stan Coven rather yeah, than Stan Coven. I've I've been letting y'all say it the other way the whole time. <laughs> Wait, you, you you know people in texas are not going to pronounce it correctly because the other way is so much more fun to say stank oven it's not stank oven it's stan coven i'll pronounce stan coven it's just stanky. for him it's stanky. <laughs> it is going but to be stanky that's his nickname I, I, I think that's already his nickname in the locker room so it's our it's, it's already late. decided it's it, it's stuck so um if you ask me i really think that johnson still has the best shot from from things that I've heard, from things that I've seen, uh, I, I did not get a chance to watch the Monday night game. I really hate myself for not getting to see it. Uh, it killed me that I didn't get to see it. Uh, wow. I had a band rehearsal that night. You know, job. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was so sad. I, I really was. I was like sitting there crying, sitting on the ground while I was trying to teach kids marching sets. But whatever. Um. But I, I still think he has the best shot of of those four, if you include student each, to make the opening night roster. I think he will get the nine game tryout, and then I think he will be sent back to the back to. Uh, is he in the Q? No, no, he's in the OHL. No, no, he's not. Yeah, no, yeah, he's in the he's OHL right. because Stanky is in the WHL. Yeah, yeah. It, if I was gonna pick my own dark horse, kind of out of all of our prospects to make it, I w- I would pick Delandria actually. Because I, oh, I actually, okay. I, he played in that game seven in the playoffs and he looked good and it, it could be just one game. Right. But then he played in the prospect tournament and he did good in the prospect tournament. And he, I, I think he's played well. So that's, that's that, kind of my pick. That's definitely a dark horse. I don't know. My brain has kind of moved on like Delandria Tufty dead to me. <laughs> so but that is, I, I like that dark horse pick. All right, that's all I got. That's all my topics. Are we done? I, I, I guess on, I guess on that part, um, did we want to talk about any of the other uh, line combos that we saw, or any of the D pairs that we saw? I don't think many mm-hmm. of them were legitimate. I think most of them were just, I want to see this guy play. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's gonna be kind of the norm for That's the whole preseason right now. So are, do we want are, do we want to go through and make a prediction of who our opening night roster is or we want to save that for no, next week? It's going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the point. It's supposed to be fun. Complete well, y'all speculation. Can be wrong. I'll just be silent. I think that's going to take First too long. First line of Delandria, Tufty, and Riley Damiani right there, baby. Yes, line exactly. 1. That's going to take too long. <laughs> Let's do that next week. We're going to do lines next week. Okay. I think, I think we have a smashing who cares segment, though, that we are capable of getting. Oh, into. I haven't thought of it yet. Wait. Oh, you haven't thought of it? What do you mean? It, we did this two months ago, James. I, Come on, I, James. I got to find my list. I'm sorry. Ryan's uh, going to have to go first. I'm going to have to go first. I don't want to go first. And you're going first. Ugh. I have four, but I'm trying to get them in order. Okay. All right. Tonight's Who Cares segment for the evening. The best dips. Dips. We're talking about any kind of dips. All right. Not snuff. (laughs) No snuff. (laughs) Yes, Chris. Not snuff. Food dips. We're we're talking like queso, salsa, uh, Ranch. ranch dip. Yeah. You know, whatever. Whatever dip is to you, but not snuff. Not snuff. Okay. <laughs> Ardell's like Copenhagen. <laughs> no winter no, green on this no. podcast. It's a skyline green. All right. Okay. Am I going first then? You're going first, Ryan. What's your what's your I'm number three dip? Okay. Oh, honorable mention. No honorable mention. No Woo-hoo! honorable mention. Wow. Figuring it out. First. Shut up, Chris. Shut up, James. Okay. 
Anyways, my number three is the salsa from Chili's. It's fantastic. I could sit there and literally inhale the whole thing. Amanda can too, my wife. And we absolutely love the thing. Like if I could just go there just to eat the chips and salsa, I probably would. Just because, but I get other stuff too because their food is so good at Chili's. But you know, whatever. And that's my number three is the salsa from Chili's. That's crazy. The chips at Chili's are better than the salsa. The salsa Disagree. is not that good. Disagree. That's, the I salsa there five is jarred amazing. right now that are better than Chili's salsa. James, number three. Um, my number three is ranch dip. Ranch dip and potato chips. You can't get the normal potato chips. You got to get the wavy potato chips. If you get normal potato chips, it'll just break apart, and then you have potato chips in your dip, and that's weird. That's bad. But so yeah, like the ruffles, bad. not good. Yeah, the ruffles, right? And you just dip them in the ranch dip, and you eat ranch dip, and it's amazing. And that's my number three, Chris. All right, Chris, you're number three. Thanks, Chris. So my number three is going to be the green stuff. It's guacamole. Guacamole is from amazing. Where? From, from where? where? It don't matter. Guacamole is great anywhere. No, uh, that's I'll not go, true. Here, that is I'll absolutely go, not true. I'll go tableside El Chico guacamole. Okay, I can that's agree with one. you on that. That's, that's a, a good El one. Chico, they take out the molcajete. They cut up avocados right in front of you. Toss it all in the molcajete. Grind it all up. What a what a lovely lovely experience. I mean, it's 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 an appetizer and a show. <laughs> lovely. What a combination. Ryan, number two. All right. So my number two is actually white queso. You ever had white queso before? Yeah, Call it, it tastes the like yellow name, queso. Ryan. No, it tastes better Call than it yellow. The right queso. name. Call it the right name, Ryan. No, it's white queso. Call it, no, queso call it Blanco. the right name. It's queso blanco. <laughs> queso blanco. Fine. There, you got me to say it. Any kind of white queso. It doesn't matter. Uh, most places are pretty good. Um, I've had some at uh, On the Border. I don't think they have it anymore, but On the Border used to have some really good ones back in the day. Um, there's a place in McKinney called, uh, I think it's called Blue Moon. Blue Moon is right off of 380 there in uh, in McKinney. And they also have some pretty good uh, queso blanco. Excuse me. Uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of anything else off, off the top of my head. But yeah, queso blanco. That, that's White shocking, queso. honestly, since skillet queso exists at Chili's. That's previous true. mentioned one, but whatever. James, number I don't, two. I don't like their queso. James, number two. I love their salt. James, number two. <laughs> James, okay. go, stop laughing. Uh, my my, <laughs> my number serious. two is salsa. Expound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so, was about to so, say, I was like, awkward silence. Salsa. That was the goal. That was the goal. We were, we, okay. Chris and, uh, Chris and I were just waiting for you to keep going, and you just went, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you got to keep going. I really, I really do like all types of salsa, though. It's really good. Um, I think... Probably ghost pepper salsa. It's pretty good. You you kind of just kill it's yourself spicy. while you're eating it though because it's really spicy. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's always amazing because if anyone puts ghost peppers in a salsa, they know how to make salsa. Okay, you don't sure, buy that, an expensive pepper to put in a salsa that you don't know how to make. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. That's my number two salsa. I'll take it, Chris. Number two. Thanks, Chris. All right. My number two straddles the line. You know, I got to have one item that straddles the line a little bit between this is between oh a dip and a dressing. We've got Wingstop Ranch. Wingstop Ranch dip. is amazing. Unbelievable. They don't sell salad at Wingstop, so it's a dip. You're, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's huge. Okay. You're validating so, him, James. Your validation is complete. Everything that I eat it with, I dip it. You dip the chicken. You dip the French fries, boom, lovely. Wingstop Ranch is incredible. I have no idea why it tastes so much better than other ranch. I don't know why Wingstop won't tell us that they're lacing it. I mean, just own up to it. I'm still going to buy it. They should just be honest with their customer base. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, every bite of Wingstop that I eat has 
this ranch on it because it's just the best thing in the entire world. Wingstop Ranch. Ryan, number one. Well, see, I wasn't even thinking about Wingstop dips at all. Can well, you include the sauces? One. Are those technically dips? No, no, you don't. Dip they are sauced. Okay, that's what I thought. You okay, dip good. The in <laughs> you that dip. sauce? No, you don't. <laughs> that's literally the <laughs> only thing. Dip. That's the only. Per, that's the only per thing you need to have for dips is that it is dips. Palabras, Christian. Palabras, words. Okay. Anyways, all right. I I won't change my number one then. Anyways, okay. Uh, my number one is something that Amanda makes, and she makes these giant bowls of them. We call it green sauce. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. It's not the green sauce that we get from uh, oh, uh, Ca Casa Ole. It's not the green sauce from Casa Ole. It's, it's sort of kind of like, uh, oh, who, who, who put it? It's kind of like uh, Chewy's Jalapeno Ranch. Brooke over here. Brooke said Chewy's Jalapeno Ranch sauce. It's kind of like that. that you, use, uh, you use like real jalapenos, and then you use like this... Uh, like those ranch packets, it, it's like mm. powder almost mm. like that, mm. and you put it you put it in there. There's some other stuff in it. I don't know what else is in there. What's the base? But I have no idea. I I don't care though because it's just fantastic. But Amanda could actually tell you. But you could I I literally could sit down and eat an entire you know like those little Tupperwares that you could fill. There with are like many sizes of Tupperware. Okay, it's not like a small Tupperware. Do I really have to go get like, one? Oh, to show you what size? That's bigger than small. Okay. Thank okay, you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get one just so I can show you how big how big the size is. Okay. Thank you for being so my number one is El Jalapeno Ranch. Okay. James, but if I explain I'll my number right one, back. then my number one's gonna be interrupted by him. Oh, it won't be interrupted. I'll wait. James, out. Yeah, number one. Just it'll, keep going. It'll take all the power away from my number one. Just, just keep James. going, James. <laughs> keep going. James, number one. Uh, my number one is guacamole. I really like guacamole. I like it when you get to take you take all the stuff. And you you go to a store and you buy it all, and then you make it at home. Then it's like, Ooh. then it's fun too. You get to oh, you get to have fun making the guacamole, and then once you're done making it, you get to eat it too, and it's amazing. That's true. Mine was dinner and a show. Yours is dinner and an activity. Activity and can't, it. Yeah. can't beat activities. No, you so can't much beat space activities. for activities. Oh. We're brothers, not space. step brothers, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, show us the Tupperware. Okay, no, look at the size of this thing. Okay, it's huge. That that's what is she said. A big Tupperware. That's like yes. three gallons. It's enormous. Someone better check on Ryan after he eats the dip. All right, <laughs> I'll have Chris, the really bad one. runs though. It's really bad. Thanks, Chris. I'll take it from here. This is indisputable. This be in in in. I ran out of words already. Like Ryan said, it's Torchy's queso. This is the best dip that has ever been made in the entire world. In the entire world. First of all, the base queso. Lovely. Amazing. Love it. Then you got a scoop of guacamole. Combined. I just added number three to my number one. That's crazy. That is crazy. All right. Then you got the strip. Then you got the strip of the hot sauce that they put on there. You know what I'm talking about. The little orange strip. That's the hot sauce. That gives it a little, a little, little bit of a kick, a little bit of a kick, and that is delicious. And if the queso wasn't enough cheese, they put cheese atop the queso, atop the queso. They add feta or Oaxaca or whatever it is. I don't know what this is called. It's Oaxaca? Feta. I think it's Mexican feta. There's like a Mexican feta. Can't think of the name. No idea. Out of my brain. Doesn't matter. It's feta, but it's so good. Feta is great. They put cheese on cheese. Can you imagine any other person in the entire world putting cheese on cheese and someone saying, yes, that is great? I can't. Are, Only torches. Are, oh are you done now, Chris? But do you get this much queso from Torchy, from Torchies? Do they give you a bowl this Hold size? Hold on, I'm not done. Finally, to finish it off, not only do they put cheese atop the cheese, they have cheese atop the cheese, <laughs> then a little bit of sprinkle cilantro on top. A little bit of cilantro. A little bit of bright, little fresh, little burst at the end of your little queso experience. Boy, is it amazing. It is God's gift to man. It is like $8, which is crazy. Oh, my but whatever. gosh. It's Jeez. the best thing in the entire world. Torchy's queso. I'm correct. I win again. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.
I don't think it's fair that he gets to be the host and the judge of this segment. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know, man. No, he didn't know. win this. Okay. I won because mine's homemade. Okay. Yo, you got your My, Mine was strong. homemade too. Okay. All right. James and I win. You're outvoted, Chris. You lose. Oh, they're James only right. one win. <laughs> I'm the host and the judge. This is just how it works. And I won. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Ryan, do your job. Close us out. Ugh. All right. And, you know, uh, Brooks talking about, you know, the I've shown you all two bowls. Might as well just go ahead and do it. It's freaking green, okay? There's so many bowls. And today. it's this size. I get that much dip, okay? So I win. Okay, and I'm Got right about both, y'all turds. Get on the YouTube to see our bowls, everybody. <laughs> Only for YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, um, we're getting closer and closer to the season. Uh, before we close out tonight, I do want to mention this because uh, Chris James and I did talk about this a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to change the format a little bit of how we do our uh, how we do our episodes when the season starts. All right, um, we're going to continue doing uh, both aspects of the show. Actually, all right, so we're going to be still doing the AJ AJRs. Oh my gosh, the AGRs, the after game reviews. They're <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to start. I knew that was going to start freaking Chris. Anyways, anyways, the after game reviews uh, are going to continue. They're going to be a little shorter than normal unless we're just absolutely pissed off. And that's gonna hopefully going to be pretty rare. So we're looking at like maybe 20, 25 minutes for those. Maybe well, 30 minutes. shorter minutes. than that. Yeah, I was thinking, it could be I was thinking like 10 minutes, but, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. But, we'll be shorter. But we'll be shorter. We also, <laughs> shorter like me. Um, we will also be continuing the uh, Wednesday night episodes throughout the season as well of kind of like what we've been doing through the off season. So uh, y'all are going to see a lot of us uh, over the course of the next couple of months. And hopefully we're really happy at the end of these uh, AGRs instead of really sad. So that way we can be more happy about them. So anyways, anything else we want to mention, Chris? How about them Cowboys? How about the Cowboys? Cooper Rush for president. Yeah, quarterback controversy in Dallas. No, I'm just kidding. It's not happening. Cooper Rush for president. Cooper Rush has been pretty, has been above average, which is good. This is kind of what the Cowboys have needed. So, how about the Anyways, oink doink. Yeah, good luck with that. K 22. Good luck with that. You said you said that about them when they were ranked six, and then they lost to App State. So. It already happened, Ryan. This proves you're not paying attention. Already the oink doink. Now we're going to Starkville. We got some. We got revenge tour right now. Revenge tour. Starkville, Alabama. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, along with uh, Chris and James, my name has been Ryan. You've been listening to Starcastic Remarks. Thanks once again to our sponsors, Raycon and DraftKings. We appreciate them. Go and check out our merch store at StarCastCircumarkShop.com. If you'd like to support us there, James is wearing one of our shirts right there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and then Chris is not wearing one of the shirts, but he's still modeling the shirt. And then um, we also, uh, if, if you would like to leave us a five-star review on anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate that. That helps us out a ton. And then also click like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on YouTube. Once again, Along with Christian James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we will be back with you guys next week for a brand new episode. Hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you are listening to this. You guys have a great day.